She saw him leave that morning, but he didn't come back that afternoon. He didn't show up that night. Nobody heard from him. The teen's body was found in a rolled up gym mat in a high school in 2013. His death ruled accidental. Say my name and remember what you've done. Your hurricane has blackened out the sun. You can't continue to kill unarmed black people and get away with it. But if Kendrick did die of an accident, how, with all that distrust, how could you even ever show that? But then on the flip side is they didn't treat it like it, it could have been a homicide. Lowndes County Sheriff Ashley Polk announced officials were reopening the investigation. Only angle is to find justice for my son. You are currently listening to Ashes to Ash TV, Season 3, The Investigation of Kendrick Johnson, Episode 22, The Mat, Part 1. So what's interesting about today is I had written to a talent agency, and that talent agency basically specializes in kids, model actors. And so I had asked them if they had two teenagers. My name is Jack Corrigan. I'm 16 years old and I'm going into 11th grade to junior year in high school. So I'm actually in the middle of the off season for football. We're training. Our first game is in like less than two weeks. They want you to do multiple sports year round. So I've been doing track and wrestling, but this year I think I might do golf and track. I'm Joe Bemajine. I'm 17 years old and I go to Union Catholic High School. I'm a senior now. Well, I'm going into senior year. I did lacrosse in freshman year. And so I had asked them if they had two teenagers who had 16 inch shoulder width. So we'll have to verify those measurements. In the studio, we start to measure Job's shoulder width. So actually, Kate, I'll probably have you come even on to this side so we can really see because that'll be, that measurement will be over here. Okay, so it looks like we actually have 17 inch, so we got a little bit bigger. 17 inch right here. You see that? 17 inch, just gonna bring it back so we can show. I mean, that's kind of looks like how they had the measuring tape, so I think it's gonna be like 17, 17 and a half. Then we measured Jack's shoulder width. Okay, and then just kind of bring your hands by your side. There you go, perfect. Yeah, so I think we're probably looking at 16 and a half or 17 on him. Yeah, so I feel like, can you see that okay? Okay. So we got a little bigger than the shoulder width, so that'll say a lot on this experiment if he go, tries to go through the mat and is able to, so. Yeah. Okay, you can stand up, thank you so much. So when I originally reached out to the talent agent, one thing that was really important to me is to find actors or models who weren't really familiar with the Kendrick Johnson case, or at least if they knew about the case that they didn't have their mind made up about it yet, or maybe that they had never heard anything about it and were completely unbiased about the case. So when I called the talent agent, I just let them know to not alert them the case that we were working on so that the actors wouldn't go ahead and try to look up the case before they came and give an opinion on what they thought might have happened to Kendrick Johnson. So instead of him asking them if they knew about the case, I just thought maybe they can come into these experiments blindly. And when they got on location, I asked them if they knew about the case and what they thought about it to kind of assess if we had any bias that we needed to look out for. 
When asked about the case, Job answers. I remember seeing it on the news and I found it really questionable because there were certain loose ends that were never answered. There were certain things that were never explained. And to this day, they're still trying to find clues and they're finding more and more clues all throughout the years that weren't talked about prior. I feel like it's really interesting and I hope that the kid gets justice soon. When we asked Jack about the case, he said, I knew that my shoulders had to be 16 inches wide and I knew there was a mat involved, that's about it. Interesting, so you hadn't even heard of the case, so even after doing the experiments, you still don't know the case we're talking about. No. I was really happy to hear that Jack had not heard about the Kendrick Johnson case. Someone coming in with no information and not knowing the case at all is really the best case scenario for me as far as having an unbiased experiment subject. So I was really excited that even after he understood the nature of the experiments, it still didn't ring a bell to something that he had heard in the media before. So he walked into this experiment totally blind, not knowing anything about this case. Now, Job, on the other hand, I was a little bit nervous about because he did seem to know about the case. And at first that really put a lot of fear into me as far as what impact that would have on the experiment itself. But as he talked further about what he knew about the case, what he had heard about the case, it seemed like he was just confused about the case. It didn't really seem like he had opinion one way or the other. He did hope that the young man got justice, but he didn't have any idea on who might have hurt him. And from talking to him, you could tell he wasn't 100% sure what he thought, if it was an accident or a murder. He just was hoping that the boy would get justice, whatever happened to him. And kind of that viewpoint made me feel like he could also remain unbiased because I think if you can know about the case, but be kind of detached from what the results of that case are, I think that helps keep somebody unbiased. And that's very much how he felt to me. He felt like he kind of had some details about the case, but was still open to what might've happened to Kendrick Johnson. And that's why I believe he can also remain unbiased. We stood the mat up and dropped a shoe under the bottom and asked our actors to look down the mat and see what they think. What I want you to do is just tell me if you think, don't do it, just if you think that if your shoe fell down that mat, if you'd reach down and get it, okay? And I'll kind of prompt you with questions as you're in there to kind of get a feel for it. And then she's gonna come hold the ladder just to make sure just because you'll probably have to get up to this and that's a little high, so just in case. So she'll come hold it. My name is Shana Atkins and I'm a paramedic and a nurse. I've been a paramedic for 15 years and I've been a nurse for about three. Today I was tasked with monitoring the two gentlemen that were supposed to call through a small space just to make sure that nobody had any anxiety or panic at all and if any type of headache nausea symptoms any overheating happened shortness of breath i was there to take care of them jack climbs up the ladder and looks down through the hole in the mat Yeah, so what are your initial reactions when you look down there? I feel like I was a little bigger than the hole, so like I'd be able to muscle my way out. If I needed to, I needed to tip it over one way or another. I felt pretty confident in the fact that my individual strength versus the mat would help me kind of get out. So I, I felt confident in that. I mean, I'm heading down. There's no question. I'm, I'm heading right down there. I'm oh, you think you would? Oh, yeah. Okay. And do you think you'd be able to just reach and grab the shoe, or do you think that you would? I mean, my feet would probably be sticking out, but I'm going down there, and I'm getting my shoe. Okay, so you think you'd be able to effectively get down there and pull your, get yourself back up? 
Definitely. Okay. What would be your plan for getting yourself back up? I'm gonna have to bet that either someone's pulling me up or my shoe, like my kind of leg strength is kind of just kind of giving my momentum back up. Okay, so you think you could kind of lean like here? Is that what your technique kind would of, be? Kind of, yeah. Okay, so you think you could kind of lean from here, reach, grab it, and then still be able to pull yourself out? Confidently, yeah. Okay, and then if you did, for some reason you went down there and you did get stuck, do you think you'd be able to tip that mat over? Yeah. Okay, so you think you'd be able to like, if once you were in there, you'd be able to rock it and tip it? Yeah, it'd be it. upside down, but I, and I would try to like knock it over and probably this way, yeah. I was kind of shocked how confident he was. I just feel like the difference in ages or difference in experiences, people may be able to evaluate a situation or circumstance a little bit different than one another. And do you think if you did get caught and you couldn't tip it over, do you think by looking at that mat, do you think anyone would be able to hear you? I think there's gonna be some sound coming back up this way. Okay. So, but other than that, Probably not, but I would say someone could probably hear me if, okay. they're, if they're close enough. Okay, so you basically being the age you are, you would think there'd be no problem going in there? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, that's the first experiment. Then it was Job's turn to look down. Oh, uh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go down there to get a shoe. It doesn't seem possible. What do you think would happen if you went down there to kind of grab it? Uh, if I went down there, uh, I don't think I could. Get, I don't think I would be able to get out because there's no there's no space, there's no wiggle room. Even if, if I went in head first, I don't think I would be able to move myself around and even get my feet on the ground. I think I would just be stuck there. It doesn't seem possible to even like get a grip. If you had decided to go in, do you think you could tip over the mat if you were inside of it? No, the mat seems too thick and too heavy. And then if you think if you were inside of it with your head towards the bottom, do you think that anyone would be able to hear you like yelling if you can see that mat? I'm not sure. Maybe like I, maybe the sound would maybe go up. Maybe if people were in the same room, I think it, we can be heard. I'm going to give you one more scenario just to see if you think in this case you would reach down to get the shoe. If your shoe, if that's your shoe, yeah. and there's mats in front of it, so it's like in the back, so you can't even tip it up to get your shoe out, do you think then you might make a different decision? If there are mats? Uh, nah, I think I would be too scared. Then we start the next experiment. We laid the mat on its side and started with Jack. So maybe just look through that mat real quick and tell me if you think you can get through it. Yeah, I'll see why not. You think you can squeeze through that? Okay. Are you willing to try? No pressure. Yeah. Jack then tries to squeeze through the mat and ends up making it to the other end rather quickly. Take your time whenever you're ready. How did you feel? Was it difficult to get through? No, just kind of powered my way through. You powered know? your way through? Yeah. Okay. Do you think that if you had gone in from the top, how we had talked about where the where you saw the shoe at the bottom, do you think that there would have been a lot of friction or you think you would have been able to slip to the bottom pretty easily? Well, since I think because I'm going down, I think it might have been a little bit easier. I guess once I got in, because I probably would just went right down. Okay. Where this, I kind of had to 
we'll go through a little bit more, I would think. So I think this probably would be a little harder. Okay. And, and, and was it, did you feel scared at all or was it not? Cause you're just not that kind of guy who gets scared about that. I mean, I went pretty quick. So I think I, I kind of just, that was really what took it away, but. You weren't no. really thinking about it during it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then now that you've done that, do you think that you could still grab the shoe at the bottom? Because you, you seem to think you might be able to and bring yourself back up. Do you still think that or what do you think now? I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little less confident in myself, but I still think I could probably get out. Okay. Way. All right. Interesting. So that made you a little less confident, but you still think you, you could you maybe try yeah. it. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Awesome. Come on out. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Now it is Job's turn. If you want to kind of take a look down the hole, let me know if you think you can crawl through, if you're willing to try. I'll try. You'll try? Yeah. And then she's here too for you, so she'll be watching closely. So if she feels like we need to stop it at any reason, she will also. Okay, so what do you think is going to happen? Do you think you're going to be able to get through it? Or do you think? I don't think. I'm not sure if I'll be able to get all the way through. Okay. Maybe in my head if I'm lucky. So you're a little skeptical that you'll be able, you're willing to try, but you're skeptical yeah. you make it. Okay. Okay. All right. We ready to try? Okay. You're feeling good? Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, have you go through. All right. Job crawls through the mat. seemed really small. I didn't think I would have been able to do it, but like once I got my head in there, I felt like, oh, maybe that's not that bad because it like extended a little bit when I got in. I was just wiggling around in there with my shoulders. Would you say that was hard to get through? Or? It wasn't hard. If you were to get through here, I thought it wouldn't be able to fit in at first, but like I just had to blither it across and you're able to get through. Interesting. And I, I feel like even if my shoulders were a little wider, you'd still be able to get through because like this, like this, like uh, extends a little bit. So now when you think about going down the mat, obviously you said you wouldn't do that, but do you think if you hmm. did that, you would have just slid right in? It depends on like how, how hard I fall. If I were to like fall, I feel like I would be able to catch myself, but there's a chance that you could slip in. If my arms were a little smaller, I would have definitely slipped in, but you would definitely need like just a little bit of force for me to be able to like fall through if this was right side up. Okay. And now after you did this, do you think that you would crawl into that mat to get your shoe? If you, it was standing up. I'm not sure if it's possible to get back up. Okay. So you still would not do it yeah. even now knowing what you. Yeah. But then again, like I was wrong when I said, I didn't think I would be able to slide through what I did. So maybe. I wasn't sure if you're going to be able to do that, especially because uh, your shoulders were a little wider yeah. than what we had. So mm -hmm. that's actually amazing. Right. Okay. Well, come on out then. For our next experiment, I explained to Jack. So let me explain how we're doing this and then you can tell me if you're willing to participate in it. Okay. So this time we'll have you crawl in, but you'll probably stop about right here with your head. So if you do decide to go through it though, you're going to crawl through to about here to where your head gets. We're going to tip the mat up for about 10 to 15 seconds. And then is what we want you to do is yell as loud as you can and try to tip it over with your hands or anyway, try to get out anyway. It doesn't matter whatever you want to try to do. Okay. All right. Are you willing to try this? Yeah. So whenever you're ready, Jack crawls back into the mat. And we'll ask you before we tip it up your permission.
how do you feel if we tip it up? That's fine. So I'm gonna walk behind the mat and tilt it up now. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Here we go, we're gonna tip it up. Okay, go ahead and yell and try to tip it over. When upright, Jack tries to tip over the mat from inside. All the mat does is wiggle slightly. Okay, yell to see if we can hear you. Okay, you ready to come down? Okay, bringing you down. We lower the mat back on its side and Jack climbs out. That was wild. No, I'm fine. During one of the trials, I felt that one of the gentlemen was a little bit more anxious, frazzled than he thought he might have been, and a little short of breath, and hot. Sure? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Air? No, I'm good. Okay. All right. Just making sure. <laughs> you didn't seem that stressed, and now you seem a little stressed. Is that accurate? And if so, how'd that feel? Um. Well, I kind of started falling out and like, I was kind of just like pressing against the floor. I just like, I didn't know what to do. Like I almost had no strength anywhere. I really couldn't just cause I felt like a T-Rex almost. I couldn't even get my arms forward. They were all kind of just like squished up like on my side. So I didn't know, I didn't feel like I could do that. I couldn't tip it over. I couldn't do anything. In the short time you were in there, it looks like you even got a, like a little sweaty. Did you feel hot in there? Yeah, it was really compressed. It was, it was tight, it was hot, yeah. Wow, so the, what's interesting is you were pretty confident in the beginning that you thought you'd be able to be in there and be able to get back out. Do you still think that you would be able to? Where I was at, no, I was just stuck. Yeah. I was just stuck, that's the best way to put it. He was very confident he was gonna be able to push his way off the walls maybe up and out. And because he was a lot smaller, it was harder for him, I think, to like move and stick himself to like the surrounding walls as opposed to the other guy. But then again, this is a catch 22 because even though the other guy was more secure, neither one of them was gonna ever be able to crawl back up. It, it seemed like even when you got out that you were a little bit heightened anxiety wise. Do you feel like if you had been stuck and no one was around that you panic would have set in pretty quickly or what did you think? Oh yeah. Yeah, I would have been nervous. You don't have any control within yourself to kind of wiggle out or even push yourself one way or the other. I think it's just too constricted. I don't think it's possible. Were you nervous knowing people were gonna pull back down? Yeah, I mean, that felt like the, the longest 10 to 15 seconds of my life. Yeah, that was bad. Is there anything else that you wanted to say about your experience in there that I might not have asked you? I don't wanna be put in that situation again and I don't want anyone else to be. It's, it's interesting because you came so far around. At first, you seemed much more confident, and now it seems like that's all gone away. No, never again. Interesting. Okay, perfect. Then it was Job's turn to be lifted in the mat. All right, so if you're ready, let's have you start going in. All right. He crawls into the mat. All right, you ready to give it a shot? Yeah. Okay, again, and like I said, it'll be 10 to 15 seconds and then we will pull you right back out. Okay, you ready in there? Yeah. Okay, here we go. We lift the mat. Okay, go ahead, scream. Okay, try to tip it over.
Okay, we're gonna bring you down. We lower the mat and Job gets out. Okay. Mark does not like that. <laughs> How did you feel in there? I mean, we could actually hear you a decent amount. Yeah, you, like, it's impossible to, to get out of there. Like I, like, I tried with a wiggling technique, didn't work. Also, like, this thing is, like, too heavy to tip over while you're inside there. So you would just be stuck there permanently. And if you were trying to yell for help, how long do you think you could have done that kind of yelling for long? Because it sounded like you were really yelling. I feel like uh, you would run out of breath eventually. Maybe like pass out after like uh, 10 minutes. At some point they would lose consciousness, stop breathing. Our bodies aren't meant for our blood to rush to our heads. If anything, we stand up, blood rushes to our feet. If we're sitting down, it's a little more static or neutral. So there is even positional blood pressures. So that's why sometimes in the hospital we take a blood pressure sitting down, blood pressure lying down, blood pressure standing, because in each position, if it changes too much, then we know there is some type of lack of like fluid within the body or something's going on. But the same thing, if you are inverted, all your blood is going towards an area that's not used to having so much blood. There's a lot of pressure that's created. You can pass out, st stop breathing. Imagining yourself like actually stuck in there by yourself, it's like really stressful and really scary. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So now, do you feel confident in that first thing you said when you were like, I would not go in and get my shoe? You feel yeah. confident that you said that? Yeah. How do you feel in there? Is it hot or constrictive or what did it feel like? Yeah, it feels hot in there. There's a lot of pressure. With their head being inverted and on the end that was closed, it wasn't like it was the end that was open and there's a lot of fresh air just flowing in. He's in a small space and there's no air coming in from that way. And he's probably using a lot of his air if he's screaming or yelling to get anybody's help. So that depletes your air usage a lot more. And he's probably inhaling way too much carbon dioxide at that point too, because when he exhales, he exhales carbon dioxide. So yes, there's a minimal exchange of air always because it's still like a little flow, but for the amount of energy he was exerting and which our, his body was probably requiring to maintain what he was doing was probably not enough. You can't really move, like even your arms, you can't move sideways while it's lying down, like how you're able to move, like you can't do the same thing because like gravity just pushes you down. It restricts you. I don't think it has to do with strength. I think it has to do with flexibility. When it was sideways, it was easy to slither on through. Somebody with a similar build might not have been able to slither through. So like, it depends on the person. But when it was faced up, I don't think it's possible for anyone to even get a hold. When I was in there, when it was right side up, I couldn't even get a grip on anything. Gravity was just pushing me down. And since it was tight, it felt like gravity, it was like two times as strong. I couldn't even move my legs since my legs were like pushing down along with everything else. Also like back to the, if I would go down there, I think it would be different if multiple people were in the room rather than like if I'm by myself. Like I probably still wouldn't have done it, but like I would have probably thought about it more if like if I knew other people was around, but probably like tip it over if I got stuck. So yeah, you think if, if you had a friend who might come help you, you might have considered it because then you wouldn't have been afraid. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's possible. Let's say I was to do it and like nobody was there, I would have died. I'm sure I'm going to get a slew of comments about how our experiments weren't good enough or we didn't push them hard enough or we left out some little element of it. So I encourage people to experiment on their own. 
The one thing though that is very clear to me after doing these experiments is that there are teenagers who do believe it is possible to reach into that mat and grab a shoe out and get back out with any issues. I honestly was shocked when that happened and Jack said he would be comfortable trying to get his shoe out and he 100% believed he could. He went into these experiments very confident and then by the end he realized how outmatched he was by the width of the mat and the height of the mat and how difficult that would be to extract yourself out of if you did get caught up when trying to grab your shoe. I think we proved that there are teenagers out there who would consider that a possibility and wouldn't be scared of even attempting to grab their shoe out of the mat. I think we also showed that once you're in the mat, your body weight slips all the way to the bottom. So even though when we were doing the experiments on the side, the guys were kind of wiggling through, you hear them say repeatedly how easy it was to get through the mat. And I also have an inch and a half approximately wider shoulders than Kendrick Johnson, and I can also go through the mat with ease. And I think really when you look at people being able to squeeze through there with relative ease who have wider shoulders than Kendrick Johnson, we have to really start looking at that this is 100% possible that he reached into the mat and slipped in. Now, I'm not saying it's probable. I'm not saying that somebody would do that of their own free will, but we did just see Jack, a teenager in here who is 16 years old, who said that he would have done it. And I think that that's really telling because I 100% believed that nobody would say that in this experiment. So I was really surprised that we had a teenager that did say that. And I'd be really curious to see what other teenagers who don't know about this case would think if they could get in and out of that mat because I think that might show that teenagers just have you know, this invincibility and they don't believe anything bad will ever happen to them. And I think that that really needs to be taken into account when we try to put ourselves in the shoes of Kendrick Johnson on January 10th, 2013. Is there anything else that you experienced in there that you wanna talk about or? It's hard to describe because you never really experienced something like that in your life. You feel really claustrophobic. It's like hard to breathe in there too. The air is enclosed. Screaming doesn't help either because someone could barely hear you. Two, you lose your breath. So even if you were just trying to survive, screaming wouldn't be your best option because you would quickly lose breath. Because when I was in there and I screamed, I could feel myself losing breath. Not like dangerously, but I was to the point where I could understand somebody passing out after screaming for such a long time in there. I tried to wiggle around in there too, but I couldn't. Let's say you were doing a handstand. If you wiggle around, you just fall over. But since you're enclosed in there, it's like you're falling, but you're not at the same time. It was a really weird feeling. You were held in suspended animation in the air. It was really stressful. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of talked it up a little bit at first. So I guess I didn't really consider how it would feel, but it was, it was tough. You can't think about anything else, but how constricted, it's just, it's like so hard to even be in the moment. Like you don't even know what's happening almost like in every part of your body. It's just, it's its own thing. Like it was like the longest 10 or 15 seconds of my life. It felt just crazy. This is the crazy thing though about doing experiments is we decided to add in this experiment at the end, which really shocked me to my core. I was so happy that this experiment was suggested at the last minute and I was so happy we did it because it cleared up even more questions I had about if Kendrick Johnson was murdered or this was an accident. And it's getting me more and more comfortable coming to a conclusion on this case. So I hate to leave you hanging.
Ashes to Ash is created by Ash Patino, Associate Producer KG Rodano, Investigator Debbie, Title Music Bones by Eight Graves, Experiment Subjects Jack and Job, Talent Agency Ellen's Kids, ellenskids.com, E-L-E-N-S-K-I-D-S.com, Safety Company, Safety First, thinksafety.com. Safety Officer, Shayna. Web design for Ashes to Ash TV provided by Second Melody. Secondmelody.com. Subscribe on the website to get commercial-free content, early access to episodes, uncut interviews, and discounted merchandise. Subscribe at ashestoashtv.com. A-S-H-E-S-T-O-A-S-H. TV.com. Follow me on Facebook at Ashes to Ash True Crime or on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Ashes to Ash TV. If you have a tip or information, please email us at ashland57 at gmail.com. A-S-H-L-A-N-D-5-7 at gmail.com. We can keep you anonymous.